2014 deal, ball hard. Oh yeah, once again it's on. Man, I've been, um, with all the NBA season going on, it's, um, this really has crept up on me, this NFL season. It was a great NBA offseason. You know, capped with LeBron's decision to come back. The best public relations move of the last 10 years. It's crazy. Possibly ever. Yeah, and this whole, you know, the whole Kevin Love thing. The Team USA yeah. basketball is still going on right now. The FIBA World Cup. Like, it's it's nonstop basketball. It's, it's, there's been no offseason for basketball, it feels like. Shout out to the boy A. Wiggins. Vaughn's own, you know, holding it down. Uh, I just feel bad for him. He's playing in Minnesota, but hey, it's better than Milwaukee. Hey, man, at least you got Ricky Rubio to distribute. You know what I mean? Yeah. But we're going to really focus in on NFL. It's starting up tomorrow. Yeah. The first game. This is the first Sunday coming up this weekend. So let's talk about a little bit what we do on Ball Hard here. Um, we talk about the NFL and mostly about gambling in the NFL what we like, and we also talk about different odds and ends in the NFL and what we like, you know, who's balling hard and who's not. Um, speaking of that now, we had a lot of rookies. It was a highly, you know, the, it was a big draft. A lot of, I think the most people watched this draft out of anyone, set records. And we got a lot of rookies this year that are in starting lineups and some that aren't that people think that should be. Mm -hmm. So... What do you think about Johnny Football sitting behind my man Billy Ho? I think that it's the greatest strategy that the Browns could take. Yeah. The Browns have had, obviously, incredible difficulty getting a franchise quarterback. In the first four weeks of the year, Cleveland plays tough teams, starting with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Pittsburgh has an incredible record against going up against rookie quarterbacks. Dick LeBeau's defense... Hungry young linebacker core on Pittsburgh. You, you don't want to throw them in the fire. So I think it's after the fourth game, they have a bye. And that's a perfect time that if the team is 2-2, two and two, if the team is 1-3, and three, you know, Manziel's learning the playbook, sitting back watching what's going on, then you can put him in. Uh, but it's a, it's a good call not to start him week one. Yeah, you know what I feel? Did you watch that movie Draft Day with Kevin um, Costner? Yeah, yeah. I, I love how that movie just mimicked that whole situation. Oh, the whole thing. It's like it is the real-life draft day. They got the, the hotshot quarterback. It's unbelievable. Except in draft day, the reason they didn't draft him is because his teammates did not come to his birthday party. Yeah, yeah. But I think for Johnny uh, Manziel, I think everybody in the whole state of Texas was at his uh, yeah, that's birthday the, the party. Yeah, that's the big difference. People love him. Very charismatic guy. Yeah, but just like the, uh, the quarterback in draft day, the guy who they had already... Had an injury, worked out in the offseason, big mm -hmm. time, was ready to go. And that's like Brian Hoyer, which I call Billy Ho. Yeah. And yeah. I think... Um, that was your boy last year. Yeah, I like him. I like him. He got injured real quick. But um, like you said, in the in the first week, they're playing Pittsburgh. And I think Dick LeBeau was, is 17-2 and two or something, something like that stand, against yeah. uh, against rookie quarterback. So that's, that's nuts. But you got another um, pick, Jadavian Clowney. What do you think of him? Clowney, you know, the, he was dogged by those rumors that he wasn't practicing hard back when he was in college. But I think he's going to be a good fit with the Texans because they're known for having a strong defense. He's got somebody like J.J. Watt who he's going to see working hard. And I think he's going to be the type of guy that just sits back and follows those veterans on the squad. 
Um, I don't see his personality as being that disruptive personality. He seems kind of quieter, like an introvert. So I, I although there were those concerns, because of that raw talent, I think he's just going to step in there and, and do, do his thing. Yeah, and I agree. And I'm, you know, I don't blame him for sitting out for smaller injuries in college either. Because guess what? You're not getting the penny no. sitting in college. So why risk yourself? When you already know you're going to be a top five pick. So what's the point, man? And who are we to say what an injury is? I mean, everybody knows themselves the best. So that's all good. Whether he had one or not, shit. If I was a a top five pick guaranteed, I might fake an injury. Because if I get injured, that's all the millions right out the door. It's crazy. Why would I? Um, You got Sammy Watkins. Sammy. And B-Lo. Buffalo going all in. Yep. But uh, the problem is, you know, in Buffalo, having that type of dynamic wide receiver, I don't know if it's the the most effective call right there. But at the same time, you need that playmaker. And Buffalo has just been starving for that playmaker. For me, the bigger question is C.J. Spiller. Is he going to come back? Because if they have him in the game, you know, that's going to open up some things for, for Sammy. But... I don't know about going all in just to move up like that. Yeah, it was crazy because the first thing I thought is, wow, these guys have a really good team for a dome. Mm, Yeah. And they don't play in a dome and they play in the cold and it's crappy in Buffalo. It's crappy in a lot of venues that they have to play against their division. Yep. It's, um, I don't know, it's a weird move to me, but at the same time, I think they can be an explosive offense. I'm not really sure what happened with the whole Stevie Johnson why he's gone, but I would love that Stevie Johnson's yeah. there. It, it's kind of, you know, confusing. There must be something. Yeah, got to be something. But they got Watkins, they got that um, the tight end over there, and they got uh, a double, a dual threat backfield. Mm-hmm. Fred Jackson's always been good, yeah, and I think Fred he's going to be good still. So, and um, starting rookies, we have one starting rookie quarterback. Yeah, D. Carr coming along. What do yeah. you think about him? I heard an interview not too long ago um, from his brother, David Carr, who says that because he was like the number one overall pick and all this pressure and all that, that he wasn't prepared. That his brother, Derek, learned from all this. He was a lower draft pick, all the rest of it, that he's better. And from what we're hearing is that the people love to follow him. And you're talking about him versus Matt Schaub. And Matt Schaub had... A full mental breakdown last year. Mm-hmm. Who knows if he's back or not? You know what? It makes me almost think I'd rather be a baseball player. Because <laughs> when you're a baseball player, you know, one game you strike out three times. Yep. You know, that's a bad game. Yep. Maybe that whole weekend series, three games in a row, you have a bad series, but you come back and you play a fourth, fifth game and you get back on track. In football, you're judged by like four, five, six games. Yeah. And all of a sudden, we're talking about the wheels falling off. The man can't play anymore. After being a very consistent quarterback for years now. Like, he's been a very consistent. He's an even-keel personality. Um, I just think that it's a tough situation for Derek Carter to to thrive in, being that it's in Oakland, a team that now perennially has sucked. So, throwing them up. Up against the Jets is no reward for that, too. That's going to be a tough week one matchup for him. Yeah, they're, that defense is not really forgiving. They, they so come it's going to be At least he's a big boy. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's big. big. big he's bodies. big. And he, he, can, he can move around, too. He's, uh, you know, 
I think he's even a little bit more mobile than his brother was. Yeah. Um, we got some new coaches in new places. We got Lovey yeah. Smith in Tampa. So that's uh, that's interesting. The second coming of Tony Dungy in Tampa. <laughs> Took my words right away. It's <laughs> gonna go with that one, man. Yeah. I've been looking at my my pregame notes, eh? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm brewing some coffee. You checking them notes? But yeah, I mean. Uh, I think the Bucks are going to be a decent team. I'm not buying all the the talk about them. I'm not jumping on the bandwagon because it's a tough division. You know, I think Carolina is going to go down with all the losses that they've had, but they did win the division and Cam's getting better. But I think just the fact that New Orleans is a strong team and Atlanta should bounce back means that those teams are going to be fighting for position and I don't necessarily see them coming out on top, but I think it it definitely is an addition having Lovey over that disaster. I think they're going to compete. They have weapons almost at every position. They have a defense. And New Orleans is as strong as they could be. Whenever you watch New Orleans play, it seemed like every other play went to Darren Sproles. Mm. And they don't got him no more. Yeah. As much as you say, you know, they replaced him with this guy in the draft. We're going to change Pierre Thomas into more of a catching uh, back out out of the backfield. And we're going to let Mark Ingram do more of like the, uh, the running. <laughs> I don't really buy it yet until I see it because Darren Sproles is proven. Mm-hmm. And he was the, he was the go-to guy yeah. for New Orleans on every play. And he made all the big plays on that team except Jimmy Graham. And Jimmy Graham's oh. there, but with Sproles gone, if there's one injury in their backfield for New Orleans, I don't see them. You know, I think they're vulnerable. Yeah, but Drew Brees is a guy who's just creative receivers. You know, he just That's gets true. the ball to guys, and, and I think he's poised for another big year. So I'm not too concerned about them. What do you think about uh, your boy, Caldwell? Jim Caldwell? In the day. I got to tell you, man, when the Lions first announced that Jim Caldwell is the guy, I'm like, man. You were celebrating? You got the guy <laughs> with the worst mustache in NFL history yeah. on the sidelines. And... Jim Caldwell looks like a dummy, but apparently his disciplinary ways are coming a far away in Lions camp. You had a guy like Nick Fairley, overweight, they demoted him, <laughs> something that Jim Schwartz would never do. He, Jim Schwartz just yeah. let the stars be the stars and didn't really punish them. He was a, Jim Schwartz was a bully, so when somebody who wasn't very good screwed up, he'd come down on him hard clown him in practice you know what i mean but the stars he wouldn't really say too much but now jim caldwell is kind of showing that star or not a star doesn't matter yeah if you're not in shape you're not giving the maximum effort we're gonna bench you after sue hit um what was it chad any i think he clocked him in the preseason mm-hmm. even though sue didn't get a fine caldwell had a talk with sue where Jim Schwartz would just say, you know what, so you have to be aggressive in this game and leave it at that. And that's always been Detroit's problem for the last few years is the penalties. Just their minds don't seem to be in the game. And we've mm-hmm. seen it time and time again that this is a Detroit team that looked like they were going to take the next step. But they just can't seem to do it. People always talk about getting off to a good start to the year. You know, this team needs to get off to a good start. You know, they mm-hmm. got to jump out. But Detroit, when I look at them, I look at a team that seems to always go 6-2, and two, but then go 7-9. and nine. That's the problem. They collapsed last year, just like a lot of years. And uh, 
I don't know. In the preseason, didn't see any improvement in the penalty department. So hopefully, in the regular season, it tightens up. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, on that point, on the penalty point, what do you think of all the penalties that were called in the preseason, man? All those defensive mm-hmm. backs and all the holding, the pass interference. Like, it's gotten retarded. I think it's just preseason. I always tell myself, I'm going to watch the preseason, especially my Steelers games. I'm going to turn them on, get yeah. get into it, see who these backup players are. Yeah, I last like five minutes, Yeah, and then I just get tired. So I, I don't really pay too much attention to it. I think it's more of a message to the teams. I think some teams are going to get with it, but I think they're just trying to send a message. Yeah, I hope so, because it was a little crazy. Yeah, yeah you don't want to get too chippy. Now let's go to some... Uh... Some teams you expect to do better than most people think. So, what's your what's your surprise teams? Let's go with one in the AFC, one in the NFC each. Okay, well, I uh, wrote down an NFC one, so I'm going to go with that. I'm going to go with the Detroit Lions. Mm. That's my surprise team of the year. Okay. I'm surprised I haven't heard a lot of people pick them as a surprise no. team. But it's a make or break year. Well, not a break year, but it's an important year for Matthew Stafford. Yep. I think he really wants to show and prove this year. Um, I think he's got all those weapons in place. I think they're getting better at, all around. They, they've always got the key skill positions. And I think that uh, that last piece might just be the coaching of them. So I'm liking the Lions. I hope so. You know what? With uh, adding Golden Tate, I think it's a really big uh, big addition beside Calvin Johnson. Right. Yeah, that's a good call too. And, uh, and they've got the three, three tight ends now. So they can do some stuff that New England used to do. So that should be interesting. Um. I'm not trying to get too hype on that either because I get my spirits raised just like last year only to come crashing down. So I'm, I'm going to try to stay even keeled like Jim Caldwell and his mustache. Um, NFC for me, honestly, I like uh, I like Tampa. Yeah, yeah. I like Tampa for a lot of reasons, man. And, um, and that division is that weird division, the NFC South, where you have a team that went last place. Mm-hmm. And come next year and end up first place. It's that weird division, man. And you see a lot of change in there. I don't see Atlanta doing very much. But um, I think Tampa's going to be real strong. What about the AFC? The AFC, I didn't want to do this, man. I really didn't want to. But I'm going to go with it. All right. I think the Pittsburgh Steelers are the surprise <laughs> team with the AFC. Yep. We're looking at a team that came out the gates terrible last year. Started yep. 0-4, went 2-6. and but we should have been in the playoffs if it wasn't for the other team, you know, changing it up as like a field goal kick. I forget specifically. I tried to block it from my memory. Mm-hmm. What I like about Pittsburgh is that Ben Roethlisberger is healthy. He's really adapted to the Haley offense as far as getting the ball out. Um, Antonio Brown took that big step last year, becoming the number one receiver. I love the running back situation. Hey, you know, you can get into that a little bit. But I love LeGarrette Blunt. You know, yeah. maybe put down Blunt a little, but uh, Le'Veon Bell is great. And I love the fact that they've got that defensive core now with those new linebackers. Well, Shazier coming in, that's a great pick for them. Uh, Javaris Jones in his second year. And Troy Palomalu is healthy for right now, and they've got his replacement, the Shark, you know, backing him up. Well, do they still got Ryan Clark? Ryan Clark's gone. He's gone. And Troy Palomalu is 57 years old now. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. That's uh, the Pittsburgh defense is the one thing that kind of concerns me. No, no Woodley anymore. Um, oh, Woodley, Woodley's been terrible the last few years though. But you, you think of all the impact guys that yeah. used to be there, 
just the names. Yeah, Ryan for sure. Clark, Lamar Woodley, James Harrison. Harrison. Yeah. You know what I mean? Even Larry Foote, you know, he's only good on Pittsburgh. Yeah. And then nowhere else. That's true. So it's... Um, it is a defense in transition. Yeah. But I think last year was more the transition year. That's what I'm, I'm hoping for. And as much as that division's a tough division with Baltimore, Baltimore struggled last year. Cincy, I think they might take a step backwards. Losing two of their coaches is no joke. Mm. And I'm not always a huge believer in Andy Dalton. I think they're going to be a solid team. They've got a lot of great skill positions. Mm -hmm. But I just I think Steelers could sneak in there and be a wild card squad. I think uh, for me in the AFC, man, and I've always liked them. Ever since they had Jeff Fisher. Oh, yeah, yeah. Always liked Tennessee. I know. Especially Jeff Fisher days. Yeah, yeah. And I made a lot of bets on Tennessee. And I think I, I really like some of the pickups that they had. And you know what? I've liked what Jake Locker's done when he's been in the game. Yeah, you've been one of his big supporters. Yeah, I like I like Locker. And I like uh, they got rid of, you know, CJ 2K. Yeah. He's gone. And that you was know a good move good. to get rid of him. Yeah, man. That's an addition by subtraction. Yeah. And uh, they had a lot of receivers. They have a lot of receivers already. So I think they have a lot of threats, man. They, mm. They've added proper weapons to compete, and nobody's really talking about them. And um, I think Munchak's still the coach over there. No. It, no? Munchak is the offensive line coach for the oh. Pittsburgh Steelers. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, I love Hold it. Hold on. Who's coaching in Tennessee? We got Wizenut. Oh. Yeah, yeah. The That's coach. it. That's yeah. it. AFC South winner, Tennessee Titans. <laughs> yeah, you're calling it. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a good call. The only problem with it is that the Colts, you know, have Andrew Luck. Yep. Uh, but they're probably going to have a, a tougher schedule. I don't have it right in front of me just because they were the, the team that won it. And Houston's probably going to have a better schedule because they were so bad. Um, they have the easiest schedule, so, I think, Houston. Yeah, exactly. In the league, So, yeah, yeah it's probably... And that, that's a big benefit to them because of that defense. So, yep. it's going to be a competitive division, but I hear you on all those reasons. Titans should be pretty solid. Yeah, man. Now, in terms of disappointments, yeah, yeah. Who who's gonna be the big letdown in the NFC? I'm going with San Fran. Okay. Yep. Just for the reason that they've done so well the last three years, that eventually that's got to grind on you playing those playoff games, coming close and going down, losing some players, and I'm not saying he's lost the team by any means, but I think it does show that pattern when a team has a lot of arrests mm. and just a lot of general problems. And that's what San Fran has had. They're playing in a tough division. And I think that this year they might just take that little step backwards and, and maybe miss the playoffs. I'm actually going to the same division as you, but a different team. Mm. And I'm going with Arizona. Okay, yeah. Arizona is just, I don't see them doing as well as last year. I see them taking a big step backwards. They still have Carson Palmer. Trying to do it, and I didn't believe in him last year. He proved me wrong, but I still don't believe in him. Mm -hmm. And I'm not taking him to do anything. And he's in the hardest division in football, still I believe, especially with the with the defense of the Rams. It doesn't need to be their offense, but Arizona is going to be the big one. What do you think about the AFC? I got to go with Cincy, just for mm -hmm. those reasons I kind of pointed out. Is they lost their their offensive coordinator, the defensive coordinator, and. They've been a team that's been knocking on the door, getting in the playoffs, but just been shut out. Um, on one hand, you know, if everything goes right, they, they could be the team that, that keeps it moving and maybe they prove me wrong and, and make a playoff run. But you need a lot of things to go right for that to, make, to happen. And I don't yeah. know if they're going to do that. Yeah. Um, 
You know, it's it's tough. I think in the AFC, I'm going to have to go to the, the South Division again. And I'm going to go with the Colts. Mm. You know, I don't see them. I think they really, really overachieve last year. Oh, yeah, they did, no doubt. I remember I was over here at your place um, watching that playoff game. Mm-hmm. And that was <laughs> the most unbelievable comeback I've ever seen. It's crazy. And yeah, that's all Andrew Luck. But at the same time, you know what? Their division, I think, is going to be the crappiest division. And the only wins they're going to get is against their division, except Tennessee. Mm-hmm. The, they can beat Casey. Casey's not very good. Mm-hmm. They could beat Houston. Houston's not very good. You put them up against other teams. Yeah. Like this, this week one, they played Denver. Yep. Come on. They're not going to do anything at mile high. But we said that last year. Yep. yep <laughs> and they did. came back. That's why it's such a good matchup. But I, f- I feel you. So I don't think it can happen two years in a row. Same kind of stuff with no weapons. He's got T.Y. Is Reggie Wayne still even playing? Yeah, I think Reggie Wayne's wow. back in the game. And they got somebody else, I think. I can't remember who they got. But they got... They got Hakeem Nix. Hakeem Nix. What the hell happened to him, man? Hey, it's a great situation. Yeah, I think that's one of those get-out-of-New-York guys. Yep. Some guys just need to get out of New York. and You see that in all professional sports, that um, some guys just can't adapt to play in a certain cities, and New York can be a very grinding city when it comes to the media, riding you out, when it comes to the nightlife. Yep. Um, so I think that, that uh, he could be a good fit there. I just wonder if, if your boy Trent Richardson is, is going to start putting up some numbers. Nope. Wow. He will do nothing. Trent Richardson will do nothing over there. Um, the Browns finally made a good move over there. I thought they made a lot of good moves. Um, they made some. They made with Lombardi, changes. and uh, they they stocked a lot of draft picks though. And, That's true. Um, they've even done that with the Watkins trade. So, if anything, I think they're planning for the future. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if they're going to really take that step this year, but I think they're putting the pieces in place to to do it in the future. I think the best thing they did was draft a guy with the name Barcavius. Yeah, yeah. And that's their biggest accomplishment to date. Um, So the format's going to be the same for the picks. Me and Dio are going to do five picks each. One is going to be our lock of the week. Last year, Dio edged me out by one win. It's crazy, yeah. And uh, I still got to pay him. Um, We got to... Set a time for the steak dinner. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So maybe we'll do it on a Monday night or something like that. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah that'd be perfect. All right, so let's go with uh, pick number one. What do you got? Yeah. Pick number one, I'm going with my Pittsburgh Steelers. Yep. I was seeing it at minus six and a half. Then yep. it dropped down to that, and, and that's just perfect for me to pick them up at that point. Yeah. Um, just going against the rookie quarterback, I think Pittsburgh is due to come out strong. Missing the playoffs the last few years, they're going to come out hungry. They're going to come out strong, and, and I'm looking for them to come up with this. I hope they do, and I hope uh, they don't get, you know, throwing up sloppy interceptions by right. the Roethlisberger yeah. to Hayden and all this kind of stuff. Because Cleveland could be sneaky like that. Then all of a sudden, Pittsburgh comes back and wins by a field goal. But I've taken Pittsburgh, too. Mm. They're one of my picks. Uh, minus six and a half is a great number, and even better... Uh, if you're a teaser better, tease them down and Pittsburgh yeah. just got to win. Well, I, that's why I'm surprised by this line. This is a line that usually would be like eight, 
eight and a half, you know, mm-hmm. they kind of, because the public money always comes in on Pittsburgh. Yeah. So you usually would tease it down to at least that six and a half area. That's right. Um, so I'm surprised by the line, you know, with the, that I had to do it. Yep. What else you like? Um, well, why don't you go with one, man? Well, I'll I have show you my cards. Pits- but, Pittsburgh, yeah, am then, I saying? So yeah. I got Pittsburgh and let's... What else uh, you got then? All right. We're going to go with the guy that I used to hate last year. Guy that killed oh. me last year on every bet. Huh. My man Phil Rivers, Phil murdered me last year. Yeah. I was, I was down on him from the start of the season, and all he did last year was kill spreads. All he did was win. Yeah, I think they were the best team against the spread last year. If they weren't, oh, they were pretty close. Everybody yeah. thought Phil Rivers yeah. was shot with no weapons. Yeah, with and then no all weapons. of a sudden you got what's his name, Keenan. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden these guys just yeah. start going crazy, and uh, yeah, so I, I'll take San Diego. Against a team I'm down on, Arizona. San Diego yeah. plus three and a half yeah. at Arizona on the uh, second of the uh, doubleheaders on Monday night. You're going to be awake for it? Huh? You're going to be awake? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'll probably knock out around 11. <laughs> yeah. You know? Oh, no, I'm watching that, especially if I got interest in it. No, nah, I watch that on the treadmill in the morning type yeah. of thing, you know? I'm yeah. just not as into that game. Yep. Um, so, I mean, if you got money on it, of course you're going to watch it. I'm going with ATL. Plus three against New Orleans. Wow. Hey, Atlanta's historically been a great home team. Yep. And uh, I'm just looking for them to bounce back. What, uh, have you been watching any Hard Knocks this year? No, but I think that's what, what's influenced us betting here. Hard Knocks uh, preview of the Falcons is probably the most boring Hard Knocks ever. <laughs> There's no controversy on the show. Yeah. There's not even that many colorful characters on it. But all of that kind of goes into... That's a good thing. You know, I think these guys are just hungry, and that's what you hear about it, and, and get it back to the roots. And I think Matt Ryan's going to come out and, and have a good game. Um, I, I'm just looking for them to, to come up with a W at home. You believe in Steven Jackson? Um, no, not really. No. But, uh, hey. So who's there, Jack Quiv? Um, yeah, and they've got this other guy, that uh, a young rookie, too, um, who, who's been on, on Hard Knocks a lot. They show him getting his first pedicure. <laughs> That's that's the only thing I can tell you about him. Can't tell you his name. Oh man. <laughs> well, it's a dome, and it's uh, New Orleans plays in a dome in ATL. I, I think it's gonna be a crazy match. Fellas gonna air it out. I got really no. Uh, oh yeah, I think so. <laughs> I got no opinion on that game really. It's uh, that's one of my hardest ones to pick. I stayed away from that one. That's a game I'd love to to go see. Whether it's in Atlanta or New Orleans. Yeah. You know, you're guaranteed like some action if you go see that game live. Mm. You know, you you know, the guys are gonna put up some numbers. That's true. Um, I'm gonna go to the AFC to my favorite division to talk about. Apparently, the AFC South, and I'm gonna take uh, Tennessee plus three and a half at KC. Oh yeah, I'm gonna go with my Titans. I think uh, a f- more than a field goal is too many points. Mm-hmm. I think it might be a field goal game, which wins it for Tennessee. So whether they win or lose, I don't really care, as long as it's within a field goal. Yeah, that's one of those games. Like, I, 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 it's probably like sixth or seventh on my list of games I actually want to watch. Mm-hmm. It probably is gonna be a decent game, but just those teams really don't do that much for me. Yeah, no, I hear you. <laughs> I'm going to have to go with New England, minus five. Yep. Um, I just think this could be New England's year. Mm. New England's looking strong. You know, getting a lot of guys back healthy. And, um, you know, the the receivers taking another year in there. But um, I think Brady also realized the clock's ticking. 
I'm oh, looking yeah. for him to kind of do that kind of pain man and turn back the clock. And I don't see any reason why New England can't win their division, can't secure a home field advantage. And I just see them rolling. I think they're a lock to win their division. Um, and Gronkowski's playing this weekend. I think the my hesitation with not picking them because minus five is not bad. Yeah. Is I don't know what to expect with Miami. Right. And it's yeah. kind of scary because I don't know what to think with them. You never do. I thought they were going to fall apart last year. Yeah. After the whole bullying, hazing situation, yeah. they responded pretty well. And they beat New England in Miami, didn't they? Mm-hmm. Last year? Yep. Yeah. So, and they all, they're all divisional rivals. They, they play each other tough. They see each other all the time. And that know. offensive line. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So... You know, you know, I don't know about that. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know about Tannehill either, but whatever. Can you really picture the Patriots going 0 one though? Not really, but I can picture a field goal win. Yeah, yeah, I guess they so can. So it's kind of, you know, you have the, what's the Goskowski? Yeah, yeah. Going to kick it. To one of those. Yeah. I don't know. Never know. But uh, I got one more pick before the lock here. What else I got? Oh, so this line was minus 6 and got as high as minus 7 during the season. Okay, in the off season, mm-hmm. and it all had to do with their starting quarterback, mm. which makes no sense. St. Louis was favored by seven points, six and a half points, six points. Yeah, when Sam Bradford was healthy against Minnesota, the line has now dropped to minus four. Mm-hmm. Sean Hill is now starting. Sean Hill was a backup for Matt Stafford in Detroit. Detroit, like last three yeah, years. yeah. I seen Sean Hill. Yep. There is zero drop off. Yep. Even I think. There's more improvement. There's actual improvement. And one thing about Sean Hill, he balls hard. Yeah. His players are going to play for him. His team is going to be around him. He gets fired up. He's a fiery guy, yeah. man. Okay, I don't he'll, really know his personality. He'll run for that first down, yeah. and he cannot run. <laughs> but he's that guy, and he'll get up and get all pumped up, start yelling. He's that guy that you want to play with. And, uh, and against Minnesota... I think Minnesota has a better chance, you know, starting Bridgewater. They're starting Castle. Yeah. yeah. St. Louis is coming in with the top-rated defensive line in the NFL. Mm -hmm. A great defense overall. So, I just think they're going to beat up on Minnesota in the first game. And minus four, when there hasn't been any drop-off, I think, Mm -hmm. you know, two-point difference for Sam Bradford. Yeah. Seriously? Sam Bradford's not good. Never has been good. It's funny how things are working with that. At first, it was like catastrophic, like St. Louis, the season's done. Yeah, come you on. You know, who are they going to trade for? Are yeah. they going to get Mark Sanchez? But it slowly evolved into, you know what, Sean Hill might be all right. To the point where I do remember some of those games where he was in Detroit and was putting up some numbers, and he is a competent backup, and um, I think he might be all right. And uh, the other thing about it is he's this year's Josh McCown. I think he could really step in there and be that backup guy who's played in the league, bounced around. But, you know, sometimes when you're older at the quarterback position, you can still be better because you just see the game differently. It's not so much your athleticism that you you lose in a sport like basketball when you hit 34. Mm -hmm. You know, especially with the new rules, that's why you're seeing Peyton Manning have his best season when Mm -hmm. he's like 38. Um, And for Minnesota, I got a question for you though, man. What the hell happened to Bridgewater's draft stock? I don't know. It, I mean, last year he was the lock for being number one. Yeah. For at least like three months into the football season. Like everybody was saying that. And then homie just dropped. Yeah. And you know what? I don't watch enough college to tell you exactly why and why it dropped. Yeah. But I don't know what people saw. 
Um, but to me, their strengths, you know, the quarterback, okay, whatever. It's not Christian Ponder anymore. It's Castle and Bridgewater. But their strengths are in the skill positions with Corderell and Adrian Peterson. They said, expect a a revamped Adrian Peterson this year. I'm like, revamp for what? He's fine the way he is. Well, yeah, North Turner. Trying to run it like how he did LT, though. Yeah. That, yeah. That's a good thing, though. Run him out. Yeah, but, it uh, could be all right. Norv been struggling the last few years, so I don't know. Yeah, man. So I think, and the thing, I, I just went on covers.com and saw that uh, two-thirds of the bets are being placed on Minnesota. Mm. So this line could even drop to three and a half, yeah. hopefully three, yeah. and I'll be all over it even more. See, that's a game I'm interested in because I'm interested to see how AP takes off, too, so yep. all day. Um, yep. My lock of the week is going to be uh, Denver. I like the Denver. Yeah, minus seven and a half against Indy. I just look at it as that's a team that's going to come out pissed off. Yep. I've never seen a Super Bowl like that, man. I couldn't believe it. Yeah. Couldn't believe it. Yeah. Um, so Peyton Man is that kind of guy to just go real hard. Mm-hmm. I like it, man. I like it. Um, the the division I talked a lot about in the NFC now, sticking with the Southern mm-hmm. Division, yeah, the NFC South. Uh, that's the game I'm focusing on as my lock, taking Tampa Bay minus one and a half, hmm. and uh, for all the reasons that I talked about. But the main thing is, it's not really betting on Tampa. I'm more betting against Carolina. I don't like what they did. Cam hasn't been healthy coming into the season, right. and they took away the heart and soul of Steve Smith. Yeah. They took away, even if he wasn't good, they took away Brandon LaFell. They took away everybody except his tight end. And they replaced him with nothing. Damn. They didn't even draft oh, wide receivers. Hold on, man. They signed uh, Stephen Hill to the practice squad. Stephen Hill. <laughs> Gee, where do you come from? The Jets? Yeah. Oh, jeez, man. That's like uh, Jeremy Curley all over again. Yeah, man. These, uh, there's nothing going on in Carolina, and I think they're setting up Cam to fail. It's sad, though, because yeah. when you take that big step like they did, yep. um, you hate to see the team go backwards, but, yep. you know, Riverboat Ron, yeah. you know, he goes he goes balls out He's, on his play he, he calling. He can go balls out, and Lovey Smith is going to punt it from uh, the yeah. opponent's 40-yard line, but whatever. He's conservative, and they'll stick to their defense, I think, and run the ball, which yeah. is their strength. So you got one more. Which one was your stinker, though? I didn't have a stink. Okay, well, well, I could I could pick yeah, uh, there's a couple of Tennessee those. in there. Yeah, the Tennessee. That's yeah. a good call. Yeah. My stinker is the Jets in Oakland. Oh, nice. And I'm all over the Jets, man. Oh, the Jets. Minus five and a half. Yep. My boy Gino. Yep. Well, really, it's my boy Mike Vick. And what I like about Mike Vick's maturity is that he's kind of mentored Gino more than just coming in there and saying, I want to take this over or it's me or the highway yep. and I think he approached it the right way being that age and being at the point where if Gino struggles I think they still might bring Mike in I think Mike's got some left in the tank I just look at it from that defensive standpoint that I think the Jets are gonna be a good defensive team and it's hard to be a rookie quarterback coming in um Oakland spent a lot of money in the, the offseason though, right? yeah. but like it's like those guys were good three four years ago Justin Tuck great pickup you know, five years ago. You know, Lamar Woodley, great. Yeah. Um, I think they signed those guys to change the culture of the team, and I think that could benefit them down the road. I just don't think it's going to benefit them now. Yeah, it might. And they got, um, what's his name from New England last year? Um, Richard, what's his name, man? He's a defensive lineman over there. Oh, Seymour. Seymour. 
Yeah, and uh, I thought he was a good addition. They got all these veterans on defense now. I think my issue with them is uh, is the offense, man. Yeah. I think they're going to get smoked by the Jets. Now, what the Jets are going to do on offense? Not a clue, man. Yeah. Not a clue. It's going to be a interesting year, and of course, everybody's going to be talking about it because it's New York and it's the Jets. Yeah. But uh, and Chris Johnson, I think know. they're the only New York team we're talking about this year, man. We'll wait till uh, wait till yeah. Diz comes back on the podcast, talk about his Giants within his uh, rebuilding era. Yeah, so it's Giants and Lions though, too, right? Yeah, wow, Giants Lions Monday night. That's a great Monday nighter. Yeah, I, especially I, an early game. I like that. There's a double header on Monday night. It's pretty fun because yeah. it makes up for the lack of games on Sunday afternoon. Right. Yeah. Two games Sunday afternoon. Yeah. Why? Because the U.S. Open's going on, like, tennis? Yeah. Come on, man. Tennis? It's week one NFL. Yeah. And they bumped it for tennis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We didn't even talk about this Green Bay-Seattle, uh, man. That's yeah, Green Bay-Seattle. Uh, yeah, coming up Thursday night. Yeah, it's funny how quick things can change. Two years ago, people, when that game was on Monday night, thought, you know, the Packers are going to blow them out. Mm-hmm. And now, you know... Seattle's looking real strong, defending Super Bowl champions. There's a good chance they could do it up again, man. Yeah, it's a it's a really hard game to call. Seattle's minus six, and they're playing in Seattle. Green Bay is supposed to be retooled, and the emergence of Eddie Lacy, and you know <laughs> Seattle doesn't have Golden Tate, but they got all their other guys back, and their defense is as strong as ever. I don't know what to think. I yeah. think it's a great matchup, and it's going to be nice to watch as a fan. But you know, I'll have to put something on it. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm excited for it. It should be a good game. And that's what you want to see at the, the first game of the year. It's going to be an interesting contest. It's going to just be crazy to see the Seattle fans make some noise. But how can you really bet against Seattle? Yeah, it's really tough, too, it's tough when to. they're at home. It's like the stupidest thing you can do, and you always end up regretting it. Yeah. But once in a while, it works. And uh, if you believe they're going to have a down year, then you know Green Bay is supposed to be a Super Bowl contender. Yeah. So maybe it's the time. And right now the public's leaning a little bit more towards Green Bay. Mm-hmm. And they're more of a public team. You know what? I'm probably going to lean Seattle in this game regardless. Yeah, I got to go with that. Yeah. Let's see what happens, man. So uh, last thing is just who, who do you think is going to be uh, up in the Super Bowl, man? Hmm. You know what? I'm going to say Seattle. Yeah. I'm going to go repeat. It's going to be uh, Seattle. But I think they're going to go against uh, New England, not Denver. Wow. I think uh, New England, I like what New England did on defense. Yeah. They brought in uh, Darrell Rivas. Yeah, yeah. They got Brandon Browner coming in after, like, what, his four-game suspension or something? Yeah. So Browner Browner and Darrell Rivas? Mm. Come on, man. That's the new Legion of Boom Yeah. right there. So I'm not sure what they've got at the safety position, but I still like what they have on defense. And they have a bunch of young guys and... Belichick started off as what a defensive backs coach, mm. and you got Revis as leadership back there. I like New England. Man, it's gonna sound boring, but I was making the same pick. Really? The thing about it was, I was thinking before maybe I should try to throw somebody else out from the NFC. Yeah. You know, because I kind of believe in Philly. Yeah. You know, Philly's interesting, but I don't really believe in Nick Foles. It's no. kind of like he's got to do it again for me to believe in him. Um, and then I like New Orleans, too. Mm-hmm. But I don't like them enough to say that they're going to be in the Super Bowl because they just haven't proved it on the defensive tip. Yeah, I hear you. And then when you get into that um, your other division, you know, the Norris division, it's just 
I don't feel those teams strong enough, whether you're talking about the Packers, the Bears, or the Lions. Well, look at it this way, right? Can you picture any of them beating Seattle in Seattle? No. That's and if you can't do that, yeah. then what's the point? Yeah. You know? So unless uh, somebody gets a better record than them and earns home field yeah. advantage. And I think with the, the makeup of that squad not losing the guys, Russell Wilson being a quarterback that's not a guy who has to really ball out. You know, he balls hard, but mm-hmm. he doesn't have to put up 300 yards to consistently for them to win. Yeah. I, th- I think they're just designed well um, to last for a few seasons at least. Yeah, it's going to be, uh, well, week three there's a Super Bowl uh, rematch. Yeah. I didn't even notice that. So in week three, they're playing Denver. Um, oh, wow. But Denver's coming to Seattle. So, you know what I mean? They've got their tough. Wow. It looks like all the tough teams that they're playing, which is not very many, they're playing in Seattle. Like Green Bay, they're playing in Seattle. Then they're going to San Diego. Denver in Seattle. At Washington. Home to Dallas. Like, come on, man. They're, they get to play the... Uh, they get to play the NFC East. Oh yeah, Seattle's shaping up that they're they're gonna be maybe eleven wins again, twelve mm-hmm. wins something like that. They'll, they'll be fine. What's gonna be the worst team in the league? <sighs> I think this is you one wanna... of the hardest years to say it because of the parity in the the National Football League. Wow, we lasted this long without dropping the National Football League. Yeah, National Football League. But uh, I think the parity of the league is unbelievable to the point that you can make arguments for the Jaguars to have a decent season. Yep. You know, the Rams lose their quarterback, but it's not the end of the world. I don't think you can make any arguments for Oakland being good. Ah, Derek Carr's looking pretty good. What about (laughs) KC? Yeah, everybody down on KC. Everybody was so high on KC yeah, last year. You know, if they didn't do that collapse, that was a team that was looking so dominant, man. They mm. came out, Alex Smith throwing the ball all over the field. So so explain to me why everybody is down on KC. Not really sure, man. I don't think anybody believes in Alex Smith still. Eh. And that is all Jamal Charles. But that playoff game was crazy. Yeah, And I he know. was airing it out. Yeah, he was. It's true, he was. And, um... I don't know. I, I think um, Oakland's right there, and I think some NFC East teams, Dallas or the Giants, are in the running too, man. Yeah, every once in a while, one of those teams does, like, you know, the Giants did that before they picked Eli Manning. I guess they bought him down and went, like, 2-14 and 14 or something. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll throw the Buffalo Bills in the mix, though. Mm. They're, you know what? They're either their upside is, like, a 8-8 eight and eight, or, yeah. like, a 9-7, and seven, and their downside is, like, a... Two and fourteen. I mean, they could be all right. I'm not saying they're I not. Hope they're good. And um, it would be nice if they do get off to a good start. They have a, a tough first six games. I noticed. Yeah. So, um, but like I say, you know, it's nice to get off to a good start, but it's not a deal breaker. Uh, I think they have to really start improving on the road. Yeah. To start getting better better records because they've always been decent at home. Yeah, yeah, they're pretty good home team. But, you know, when they get on the road, they start faltering. They make a lot of turnovers. Yeah. If they can tighten things up on the road, especially in, because they're made for a dome, if they can start yeah. going to these domes and start winning, which they're built for, and run a, a, a high, a fast-paced offense, I think they'll have a good chance of winning on the road. And it's a make-or-break year for EJ. Yeah, it it's is. crazy how that this is second year and we talking make and break. Yep, yep. <laughs> he didn't even play that much last year. Might be Kyle Orton time. 
yeah, I, I don't know. So you just, I'm hoping Buffalo proves me wrong. I think one of the things to their advantage is that they're not going to be playing in Toronto. Yeah, true. That sucked. Oh, they're not playing in Toronto this I year? don't think they are. Good, man. I hope not. It just, them, no, it just no, it didn't work. No, it just didn't work. It's a shame that it didn't because it would have been nice like if Toronto got behind the Bills as their team and they allowed tailgating and having fun at the games, but we in Canada, man. Yeah, they don't care. And they don't care about the Bills. I remember I went to go see the Seattle-Buffalo game. It's, it's an indoor. You take away all the advantage for Buffalo, yeah. being an outdoor team, yeah. playing in the cold. Nobody's scared to play Buffalo then. You go no. to Buffalo, yeah. people don't like playing there. The fans are all right on top of you at Ralph yeah. Wilson. The stadium shakes. It's Great cold. fans. Great yeah. fans. So coming to Toronto, it was louder for the... It's always been louder for the road team than it has for Buffalo. And that's 100%. embarrassing for them. Yep. Yeah. So... Good for them if they don't have to come to Toronto. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, man. Week one is done. Oh, yeah. So, let's see uh, Let's see how we do. Hopefully, uh, we go 5-0, and 5-0, and and start these things right because it, it always starts to get tough. And I felt like last year was, was tougher than most years. A lot of the favorites just really covered last year. Yeah, things don't change, though. Yeah. It, it's going to be tough. It's always going to be some tough. Some good man. weeks, some bad weeks, but hey. I think I'm going to come out on top again. Let's make some money this year, man. Oh, yeah.